Hello, I'm Trevor Rosenbaum, and you're listening to Quick Career Convos by the UNO College of Business Administration Career Center. Welcome back to Quick Career Convos. In this episode, we will be going over the entrepreneurship concentration at UNO. Many of you may wonder, if entrepreneurs simply create their own businesses, why is an undergraduate degree necessary? Well, in this episode of Quick Career Convos, we will answer that question. We will be speaking with Dr. Brent Clark about what students can gain from the entrepreneurship concentration. Dr. Clark teaches business strategy and entrepreneurship courses here at the University of Nebraska at Omaha. He also researches entrepreneurial uncertainty and strategic judgment. His work has been published in the Academy of Management Review, Organization Science, Entrepreneurship Theory and Practice, the Journal of Business Ethics, Technovation, and others. Please enjoy this insightful conversation with Dr. Brett. Dr. Clark, thank you for taking the time to come on our podcast today and talk to the students about the entrepreneurship concentration. Can you start by Telling us a little bit about yourself and your experience and what you do at UNO. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, Trevor. It's good to be here. So I've been here at UNO for seven years now. I am a professor of management, so I'm not actually in the marketing and entrepreneurship department. I'm in the management department, but I teach strategy and entrepreneurship, and they're very related. So it's a pretty natural crossover for me. In addition to that, I'm also the Associate Director of the Center for Innovation, Entrepreneurship, and Franchising. So I'm involved in lots of the different programs that we run within the Entrepreneurship Center as well. Uh, One other thing I'll mention that I'm involved in here at UNO in my role as a faculty member is I'm the Site Director of the National Science Foundation's Innovation Corps Program. And that's a federally funded program that takes university intellectual property and works on turning it into startups. And so that involves faculty and students from all across UNO and UNMC, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as coordinating with our tech transfer office. So those are some of the big things that I do here on campus. Um, But yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, focusing in on the entrepreneurship concentration. When I think of entrepreneurship, it seems so vast. I mean, you could start a company in anything. Um, so with the entrepreneurship concentration in CBA at UNO, what are you trying to teach students that equip them to start businesses after college? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I think are really helpful to understand about the entrepreneurship concentration. Uh, I'll start with this. You don't necessarily have to start a company to be entrepreneurial. <clears throat> so In the simplest sense of the word, an entrepreneur is an innovator. So that can be somebody that works for a large company like Union Pacific and, you know, comes up with a new way to do something. It can be someone who comes up with something like uh, a a part of how they manage their household at home. I mean, an entrepreneur doesn't have to be someone that starts a business. In fact, in some ways, starting up a small business that's been done a million times before, like a laundromat or a restaurant, those are a lot less entrepreneurial in the simplest sense of the word again, 
compared to, you know, a lot of what happens within large corporations where you have a boss and it's kind of more traditional type of a role. So for starters, I just want to kind of point out that you can major in anything and be entrepreneurial. You can be an innovator as an art professional. You can be an innovator as a biologist. <clears throat> and that can mean you start companies and work for yourself or whatever, but it can also mean that you push the needle forward technologically or with business models or with um, innovating the way you do things at any type of, of a job or any type of productive activity, generally speaking. So with that said, let me mention another thing. So as far as some of the skills that are really highlighted in the concentration, we want to equip students with the ability to be creative and ideate. So come up with new ideas that can move the needle. <clears throat> we wanna help them assess whether those new ideas are smart, because you know not all ideas are created equal, right? So you have some ideas that are terrible and some ideas that are genius and brilliant, but it's not always easy to tell which ones are which. And so we also help people not just come up with ideas, but assess them. Um, another thing we really focus on is helping students understand the financial aspects of being an entrepreneur. Uh, it's very different from just having a regular job where someone pays your salary and you don't have certain financial responsibilities for you know, the overall health of an organization. So there's the finance side of things that we cover as well. And then another concept that I'll bring up that I think is really critical is the idea of a value proposition. Everybody has a value proposition. You can think of that as like your own personal elevator pitch for what you care about and what you do. But this concept also applies to any sort of product or company. So a company might have a value proposition where they say, hey, this is the thing that we do or provide. This is the problem that we solve. This is the pain point that we address. So that idea of a value proposition is absolutely essential, not only for every specific person and their personal objectives, but for any type of product or any type of company. And so we help you think through what that means, how to come up with it, how to craft it, how to hone it, how to pivot into the right areas so that you have a powerful and resonating and relevant value proposition that will matter to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you talked a little bit about how um, entrepreneurship is more about innovation and creativity and less about just starting a small company. Um, so are there areas in your work right now where you see yourself as being entrepreneurial? And if so, what do you love about that? Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that I've tried to do that I consider to be pretty entrepreneurial is I've tried to start new programs for students. <clears throat> one of them that is now like two and a half, three years old is the Maverick Technology Venture Alliance. This is a program where we take university intellectual property and inventors from across campus. They might be from biomechanics. They might be from computer science. They might be from UNMC and have like medical devices. And the students, I, I hire a bunch of analysts, students, student workers, undergrads, graduate level, PhD level, and they help analyze and assess whether these pieces of intellectual property are good ideas or maybe not so great ideas for launching companies. 
So that's a program that didn't exist before. I'm doing this in connection with Unimed and Unitech. They're the translational research and the and the licensing offices for UNO. And together we're doing stuff with community partners that's never been done before in terms of student involvement and opportunities that are there for student workers to kind of become entrepreneurs, to be uh, venture analysts and really assess the entrepreneurial and innovative side of what goes on at a university. So any person <clears throat> can do that sort of innovation where they create a new program or a new project. And that's just one quick example of the sort of thing I've been able to do here in my job that's been entrepreneurial. Okay, great. Um, yeah, you talked a little bit earlier about how students are learning quite a bit in the entrepreneurship concentration. And specifically, you talked about branching into teaching them some of the finance stuff um, and also management and leadership, obviously. Yep. So my question is, is there another concentration that works great in combination with entrepreneurship that maybe will fill in some of the gaps that the entrepreneurship concentration doesn't cover? Yeah, that's a that's a super smart question, actually. So here's what I think as far as what you should try and pair it with. To have a successful entrepreneurial venture, whether that's starting a new company or doing a new project within an existing company, you need to have some deep functional knowledge. You've got to be good at something. So that's why entrepreneurship often pairs really, really well with STEM fields. So a biologist or a computer scientist or, uh, you know, it pairs with anything really. If you're a flute player, or you're a studio art major and you are interested in doing like uh, an art studio or you're trying to sell NFTs that you've created. So I think it pairs well with being a functional expert in something marketable. What you probably want to try and avoid is just being uh, entrepreneurial minded, but you don't know what to do with it. That can be okay because you can be a partner with somebody that has that technical expertise. So a lot of times you'll see startups, they'll kind of pair uh, a technical founder with a non-technical founder and together, you know, they've got the the chops to do something special. You know, one of them knows what it takes to be an entrepreneur. One of them knows what it takes to have a value proposition that really resonates with somebody. But it's also a very valid path forward have that reside kind of within a single person where they have some functional expertise they're good at something and they can see kind of the entrepreneurial side of things yeah and what that brings to mind to me is i saw an article recently about how a lot of ceos in the biggest companies in america today were actually engineers um, mm -hmm. in their education and focused on something outside of business um, so obviously i started off coming into this i thought of entrepreneurship as oh you just start a business of whatever kind after college and you've kind of spoke to how it's other things than that. Um, as for careers, what are a lot of paths that students take out of college? Do a lot of students start a business? Do they go and specialize in a different industry or what does that look like? Yeah, so the typical path uh, is that there isn't a typical path. <laughs> uh, it, can, it can go a lot of different ways. So plenty of people start things before college even. So I, I had a student last semester who had a company doing uh, esports uh, as a high school student. 
and he's still doing it. He's a, I think he's a junior or senior now, and he's still doing this company. Uh, I have, I've had other students that are starting companies right now during college for the first time. And then there's other students <clears throat> that during college, they're kind of shopping around and keeping their eyes peeled to see what kind of startup they want to join as soon as they graduate or shortly thereafter. And so all of those paths are obviously completely open to anybody that wants to be entrepreneurial. Uh, but there's another type of path, and it looks more like, uh, you know, kind of the prototypical, hey, I went and got a degree, I'm going to go into this field, maybe it's business, maybe it's not. And you work for some number of years, and you get to the point where you're ready to do something on your own or join some other type of new venture. The reason that can often work incredibly well is because some of the most successful startups are oriented around some sort of pain point or problem that they weren't aware of until they were deeply embedded in the industry. You know, the, the kind of the, the back and forth, the dynamic um, business uh, involvement and the processes of the day-to-day -day in that particular industry. So if, you, if you're in, uh, you know, printing, or if you're in, if you're an engineer for an aerospace company, or whatever your job is, you've been there, say, five years, or 10 years, or 20 years, and you've got this issue that's been bugging you your whole career, or maybe the last five years of your career, or just recently, and you're like, you know what, no one in this industry is solving that problem, but everybody's dealing with that problem. A lot of times, those are the most successful entrepreneurs is the ones that transition from kind of corporate America. And they say, look, there's this pain point, there's this problem that no one has solved, but I have this perfect way to do it. Like it's right in front of us. No one's just tried it yet, but I'm ready to try it. So they branch off. Maybe they take some people with them from their company, or maybe their company even sponsors them and kind of spins them off and says, hey, go start this you know, new division within the company to solve that problem. And we'll turn it into uh, you know, a new part of the company. So that's kind of the more mature route to follow to try and be an entrepreneur. A lot of, so the average age of an entrepreneur is about 40, hmm. which seems really old, uh, you know, to a student, but that's the average, right? That's not the, is, is by no means a requirement. Hmm. So tons of startups happen, you know, you know, Facebook happened from a college kid. Uh, Microsoft, you know, shortly, you know, dropping out of college or whatever, right? So that can, there's all different flavors and versions of what this looks like. So the typical is that there really isn't a typical, uh, you can get formal training and start right out of school. You can get formal training later, later by going and getting like an MBA where you focus on entrepreneurship or anything in between. Yeah. Thank you for laying out those paths. That, that example you gave is certainly intriguing and makes a lot of sense now hearing it and something I hadn't thought about before. Um, shifting our focus back to the College of Business here, um, are there organizations focused on entrepreneurship? Yeah, so the first one that I have to mention is the CEO Club. CEO stands for Collegiate Entrepreneurship Organization. And UNO has one of the top CEO groups in the entire world. In fact, they won um, they won chapter of the year for the entire country this year. So just recently. So they have a really strong, we have a really strong CEO club 
Okay, so that's people that want to get involved in, in entrepreneurship as a student. They meet, they have guest speakers coming in, they attend events like uh, hackathons or other events where they like breakthrough weekend where you can go and you can pair up with, you know, these technical experts that know how to do coding or other things. And they start companies like over a long weekend. Uh, so there's lots of different organizations besides just CEO, but CEO is probably the preeminent one that I would point everybody to. Another one that I'll point everyone to is the one that I already mentioned, the Maverick Technology Venture Alliance. Um, I hire a bunch of student workers, analysts, to assess the viability of startup ideas from across campus. Another one that's super uh, amazing is the Maverick Venture Fund. So this is where you get to kind of take your finance chops and go and do due diligence on potential startups and make investment decisions for which ideas you think we want to actually fund. And the students get to do that. So it's also a course where you get trained on how to do this. So you don't have to be a finance major. You can be a neuroscience major. You can be computer science. You can be economics or marketing or anything and get involved in the Maverick Venture Fund. So those are three organizations that I'll mention that are each one of them represents super unique uh, opportunities. But if you want to just kind of get a feel like early stages, CEO is probably the best starting place where it's like no commitment, uh, really easy, like low key to get involved and just kind of see what's going on uh, in the building and across campus. Yeah, and I can speak to that a little bit too, just because um, other guests that I've had on for other concentrations have also recommended um, CEO. Cool. If, yeah, a, if a student's on the fence about pursuing a concentration entrepreneurship after this conversation, um, what advice would you give them to help in their decision-making process? So there's a couple of good ways to go about trying to figure this out. One is to take a class. Just take a class and see if it resonates. So I won't specifically mention which classes I'm referring to because I don't want to make anyone feel bad. But I, <laughs> I took a couple classes as a student, as an undergraduate student, where I was like, I think I might really like this. And I took it and I hated it. It was terrible. Like I just, it was not me at all. Um, but I didn't know that until I took the class and got a little bit better feel for what they actually do. Okay. So I had a couple like that. But there was other classes where I took a class and I was like, man, this is really more interesting than I thought it would be. So taking a class, I think, is a no-brainer. If you want to get a feel for something, to take a class and see if it resonates. Uh, the other thing you can do is you can talk to other students that are already doing this. And for this concentration, uh, CEO is a great place to start for that. The students in CEO are not all entrepreneurship concentrations. Uh, there are students from a variety. Some of them are uh, getting their concentration in entrepreneurship, but some are not. So that's a great place to go. The other thing you can do is you can talk to Dr. Easley or me or Dr. Yang. There's several faculty member here, members here on campus. Dr. Lundmark is another one um, that are very well versed in what it means to be entrepreneurial and innovative and what kind of course offerings are available or what kind of career paths could be involved. So talk to, talk to me or to or Dr. Easley or one of these others that I've mentioned. That's another great path. 
to yeah. try and get a better feel for things. Well, thank you for making yourself available to students. I know as a student, we always appreciate that when faculty will offer their advice to students. Um, last question, do you have any other advice for students pursuing entrepreneurship or students in general? Yeah, I do. So when you're young and foolish and have no major responsibilities yet, and I say the foolish part with a, with uh, tongue in cheek, right? That's, you're not really foolish. But what I'm getting at is when you're young and you have opportunities to take some risks, that's a great time to fail. So entrepreneurship can be really scary because I think a lot of people feel like, hey, I've graduated. I put all these years of effort into getting a degree. It's got to pay off now, right? I've got to go get a job and make my parents proud. Uh, so there's there's stress on you to make it really pay off quickly. But on the other hand, you can learn more from trying something new and failing at it than you learned in your whole entire you know four plus years of getting your degree. So I would encourage students to think about taking opportunities and taking certain calculated risks while they're young. And don't be afraid of having it go poorly. Those, in fact, a lot of entrepreneurs fail once, fail twice, then succeed on the third try. That's very, very, very typical. And the success on your second or third or fourth or fifth attempt, sometimes it happens on your first attempt. You know, there's no recipe for this. The payoff can be so immense that taking those risks can be worth it. It can be worth it for you personally. It can be worth it on the impact you have on society. It can be worth it for the impact you have on your community, on the region, that uh, I would just encourage students to not be too narrow-minded about what it means to go and get a job. There's lots of opportunities that don't look like a standard, you know, corporate America, nine to five type of a situation. So be brave, shoot for ideas that might fail, but might succeed and see what happens. There's no better time to do that than when you're young and energetic and the whole world's open in front of you. Dr. Clark, thank you for that advice and everything you shared with us today. Your explanations have been very clear and helpful um, to me in understanding entrepreneurship concentration and likely the same way for all the students listening. All right, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Trevor. Dr. Brent Clark gave us an inside look into the exciting and ever-changing world of entrepreneurship. He discussed what it means to be an entrepreneur, the benefits of pursuing an entrepreneurship concentration, and the various careers available after graduation. He also shared valuable resources and organizations that students can take advantage of to grow their knowledge in the field. If you have a passion for innovating and solving problems, I encourage you to consider the entrepreneurship concentration and take advantage of the resources available to you. This has been Quick Career Convos. If you have any ideas, comments, or questions regarding this podcast, please email UNOCareerCenterCBA at unomaha.edu with podcast in the subject line. If you would like to have UNO-specific career advice in your feed, 
be notified of events on campus, play weekly career trivia, and more, then follow our Instagram at UNO Career Center CBA. Quick Career Convos is a UNO CBA Career Center production. Our music is created by Nico staff. Until next time, I'm Trevor Rosenbaugh.